We're going to talk about remasters, remakes, reimaginings, reinventing the wheel, and all the games that have come out uh, over the last few years that we've all been playing. Um, something I wanted to say though that Kev might understand on it. I don't know about you guys if you worked in sales, but I know when I worked in phone sales, they talked about you see the past in rose-tinted glasses. So if you had a red fire truck, mm. you would remember it being really red. And then you'd actually have it in your hand as an adult and be like, this is burgundy. It's definitely not red. You remember playing in your parents' garden and the, the whole garden was covered in green grass, but actually half the grass was dead. <laughs> but you remember it as a full garden of green yeah. And Sony so. use it as a thing. Um, they used to use it in their old phones. That it was I can't remember what it was called now, but that really high quality colour thing that they had. So all the colours were dead vibrant. They do it in the TVs, I think, Kev, as well, don't they? Ah, uh, Triluminos. Yeah. Um, I am going to be getting Demon Souls very soon, and I'm not very good at Souls Bonds. So to not waste 70 quid, uh, <laughs> I've decided to put some training wheels on, and it's actually not as hard as people think. It's uh, it's, punishing, it's a pretty it? good game. Like it, it punishes you for silly mistakes. And yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, this is dead hard. I can't do anything after like the first enemy. It's crap. I'm going to sell it because uh, I used to be that guy. But honestly, spend a day with it. It's actually really good. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like I know when I played like Devil May Cry, you run in and just go triangle, triangle, mm. triangle, 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 triangle. If you do that on Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, or anything, you're just going to you cannot match. You, you cannot match. Wait, roll, jump in. I right, you two played it, Ed and Gemma. I've no. played the first Dark Souls, and like I say I'm I'm one of those people that got massively annoyed at the um, the way they set the game up to essentially send send you down the wrong path. And it's about half an hour in the game, and there's a really obvious path you go. You drop down, and it's full of enemy skeletons you cannot kill at that level. And I was like, right, I'm done. The game is intentionally going out to mess me about and i haven't touched a um game in that sort of genre again the closest i've played is jedi fallen order which is a very light version of the dark souls formula but that's as far as i'll go I'll i only played that for Star Wars. with my closest that's not exactly yeah. the same but it's that sort of punishing you have you have to time everything you have to dodge roll yeah chase a monster mm. for 30 hours till you figure out there's not in that area <laughs> loaded the wrong save but yeah, when it clicks it clicks yeah well, I say Monster Hunter have, they've made the game a lot easier to play uh, by adding in this like um, these armour and weapon sets to make beginning part of the game easy but it's not a game for everybody even if you're playing with uh, training wheels yeah you have to be invested in the long haul you're not going to get an easy win same with that with Dark Souls, with any other game that challenges you to play with the mechanics instead of against the mechanics and just mash. You're not going to win on those sort of games. And uh, how are you, Ed? What have you been playing? Uh, right. Um, I've been playing, like most of the world, uh, Cyberpunk. And to take a break from that, I've been playing Immortals Phoenix Rising as well, Ooh. which I'm really enjoying both of them. Nice. Do, do I ask you, Oh. Can I ask, have you played Breath of the Wild? Sorry, Joe. No, um, I'm. It's on my. It's on my Switch, ready to play. But it's just a case of picking it up and starting it. Oh. And you, Gemma, are you all right? What you've been playing? Uh, I'm playing God of War, actually. Oh. Yeah. Which one is in the God of War PS4? Re yeah. New one, newish. Yeah, the newest one. Yeah. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I'm all right, and I've been I've I've come out of 2004, and uh, <laughs> I'm playing Killzone Shadowfall for some reason. Don't know why. Um, I just opened the cupboard and went, yeah, I might, might finish that. I earned a trophy in 2014, and another <laughs> one in 2020. Do you think Sony's picked up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so many servers probably went crazy realising someone's still playing the game. <laughs> Do you know what? I went on the multiplayer. <laughs> I joined the match with 20 on 20. I was like, oh my God, people are still playing this. <laughs> I mean, I'm sat there playing what it myself. People play this game, what? So, so at that point, I traded everything else in and just play that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, where he's just going to get a PS5 and still play it so you can load it like that bit faster. Because that, that's the, the same that's the edge I need. Like when I play Apex Legends and I need that extra millisecond right. to pick my fighter as quick as possible, that's what I need. <laughs> exactly that. Do you know what? Everyone says lag switching. You've actually just got an SSD. <laughs> You see that though when when we play with two PlayStations and I'm on the normal one and Charlotte's on the PS4 Pro, the, it does my head in there. Her game loads in and she's picked her out her class and dropping in the map, and I'm like, I'm just waiting for the load screen to finish. <laughs> and if, you don't you don't realise so even that step. I can't imagine how much quicker it'd be on a PS5. So uh, anyway, on that note, um, yeah, <clears throat> we all went away and did a bit of research on top five remasters remakes reimaginings or what i say a bit of research it's not really is it? it's what we liked um but it's what we thought were our favorites so should we start with if we all go around and do like the fifth one throw some shade at each other and work okay. up the list yeah yeah good. cool well mine <clears throat> mine started have i got five <laughs> Mine started uh, with it looked like I've written six, <laughs> but I realised that I haven't. Uh, I went with Skyrim Remastered because I know it's quite recent, and if you play Skyrim, it actually isn't even that bad looking. But when they remastered it, I mean, I, I sank hundreds of hours. I think I'd said it on one of the test episodes we'd done where I, I wandered off into the abyss and killed hundreds of things, put about 60 hours in, and then, re- then went and killed this dragon and learned a dragon shout. And I'm like, I'm 60 hours into the game and I haven't even realised that I haven't completed mission one. I've just come out and You've done the prologue. Like, Let's go. And I've gone in to fight the first dragon with ebony armour or some shit. So when it, when it got remastered, it was like, I've, it looks fantastic to me. I think it looks great. Obviously, it's not going to be a high-end PC version, but it definitely, it's that to me, it was that good of a game that I was just happy. I could put it back in and just carry on and sink another 60 hours in again, again just like that. Anyone got any points on that? Or they agree? Yeah, I'm about to jump back into Skyrim again because it's just been added to Xbox Game Pass yesterday. Mm. So I'm really curious to see how it holds up on the Series X with the um, increased load times, the HDR, if it improves the frame rate and stuff. Yeah, I'm just really looking interested to see how it works out. Kev, what you been? What's your number five? Uh, Onto Skyrim because that's not my number five, but with Skyrim. I've kind of had my fill with it. Um, I Like you, I sank a lot of hours onto it on release. I do own the remaster, uh, but I couldn't bring myself to play it for more than an hour or so because it's uh, Fallout 3 I'll play to the end of time, but Fallout 4 and Skyrim, kind of done with. They're great games, and like you, spent forever and a day, but uh, I'm looking forward to new Bethesda IPs. Uh, Starfield is going to be one, and I'm interested to see what they do next with Doom. 
Yeah. Um, as for my number five, mm, we'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will eventually, but I'm just not in a rush. Um, my number five, it's a bit naughty because it's two, but they're essentially the very similar games. Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes. They're my number five. Um, yeah. To be fair, I was never a Resi guy until I enjoyed Dead Space. Uh... Kev's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Crashed. Uh, well, leave uh, us on a bombshell there. That's, that, that's the end of tonight's episode, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Left us on a cliffhanger. There he is, there he's no, I'm here. I'm right here. Yay. I've been here this whole time. It just, oh, went, man. it just went until I played Dead Space and then went. <laughs> did that it was all for seconds. effect. All for effect. Um, no, I jumped in at Resident Evil 6 and kind of went all over the place because I went to uh, 6 to 5 to 1 because I wanted to know. And then I never played OG 2 and 3, so when the essentially the RE engine went all Dead Space, 2 and 3 became two of my favourite games and my favourite survival horror games. Mm. 3, I get... Uh, I've got a, I'm a little, I'll die on the little Resident Evil 3 hill. It's my favourite of the two, which will be unpopular, because it's short and sweet, and I platinumed it over lockdown. I think I did it in a week, and I'd play it again and again. Uh, and Resi 2 had two fantastic campaigns and a lot to do in it, plus all the extras. Um, I'm a big fan of, if you ever do a rehash, a reissue, or re-whatever, put extra stuff in it. Don't be lazy. Uh, and they did everything on it, all the extra chapters for Survivor, all that sort of stuff. So, If I were you two played the original Resident Evil 2. I've played it on no, the No, but I've watched a lot of runs. Will Smith... In the police station. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Capcom Mr. Sitter to not get Will Smith in that in that game. Agreed. That was the only downfall for Good. me. But no, it should have been Will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ed. Right. My first well, my number five is Bionic Commander Rearmed on the um three sixty. Oh, wow. That was a oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of the original on the NES and when I saw that they were rebuilding it, I jumped straight on it and it it takes everything that was so fun with the original and it just tweaks it for the new console for the, well, for its time in the 360 and it just felt like it had the nostalgia but it also had the new with it and it was perfect I I played that and I remember I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it's bad. I don't. I, I remember yeah. putting it on. We used to. I've got a friend, Mark Thomas. Kev, Kev knows him, I think. Um, and we used to go <laughs> out bad. and buy. Not bad. We used to buy <laughs> bad games together. And I bought mm. that. And I remember laughing my head off because I jumped and I flung his arm onto something. And it was like there was no physics to like do this to swing. I grabbed yeah. it and it just went. <laughs> just just <laughs> chaos, like, full yeah. swing within a second. And I, was, I remember crying with laughter. I don't think I played anymore after that, though. I don't know why. I might have to go see if I can get it. Is it backward compatible? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, pick, I'll see if I can pick it up, actually, and give it another go. And Gemma, you got one? Uh, mine are not in order. Okay. They're just all number one. <laughs> They're not even numbered. <laughs> Bullet points. Wild um, cards. <laughs> so I'll just pick one. Uh, Crash Team Racing. Yeah, um, it was a fantastic remaster. 
yeah, I loved the original more than the trilogy of Crash Bandicoot. And I still love Crash Team Racing more than the trilogy of Crash Bandicoot. So I was really looking forward to that one when that came out. I've got, I've got it somewhere in my list to, to raise some points with. No. <laughs> Bit of foreshadowing. Did anyone else play it? Yes, I got it on. Um, I got that and the Sonic Team Races as well on the same, pretty much the same week they both came out. Yeah. And I was on, like, coming off playing Mario Kart, I wanted something else. So I grabbed them both together. And Crash Team Racing is the better of the two. Does it be Mario just... Kart, though? No. No, it's like Nintendo have that cat racer down. So, Kev, anything else? Crash Team Racing is later in my list for bullet points. All right, um, <laughs> you want to go for your number four? I'll, I'll jump on. I'll jump on last on this. My number four, and I'll try and keep this as short as possible because I could go for ages with this, is Mega Man X Collection, Legacy, sorry, Legacy Collection Part 1. Because there's two parts, uh, there are four games per collection, but the second four, we don't talk about the second four. Um, <laughs> one to four has the Super Nintendo Trilogy plus the PlayStation 1 game, um, which are considered to be the better of the games anyway. Is that... Apart from storytelling, etc., all that sort of stuff, they're just generally really good platformers. That's really good, and they've been redone in, even though they're like 16 and 32-bit games, they've been done in HD, which is standard anyway, which is great. But it's it's quite nerdy because it's got like a whole museum to it as well. There's all the lore, the backstories to each game. They've even got like a museum of like toys that are discontinued and stuff as well. Like if you're a collector, like it's everything in there. Uh, which I think was a nice touch, all the soundtracks. And it's even got a movie. It's actually got a movie that is a 40-minute prelude to the SNES game, the first one. <laughs> and it's not just like half-assed. It's really good. Uh, and I'm not saying that to be a biased fanboy. I just mean for the fact you're paying, what, 20 quid, you have four games, four museums, all this stuff, four soundtracks and a movie. That's ridiculous for its money. Plus, if you really like them, awesome. Oh, and you get the Jack. Japanese versions as well, which I think is just a little extra nerdy tiny touch, which I really love. So for that, I can't really say much bad about it. So that's my number four. I've not um I've not officially like proper played a Mega Man. I played that mighty number nine. Oh sorry you did that. And that was that was probably better than Mega Man. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll have to give him another go. I'll have to try. I've played the early ones on again, going back to the NES. Um I think I played um one and two, but nothing recent. Nothing of the um since say the SNES or PS1 era or anything from that. But what I've enjoyed is the the solid platformers, very high difficulty level. Mm. But there's the um reward there for putting the time in and learning the enemy patterns. Gemma, what's your uh, next number one? <laughs> uh, so I mentioned this earlier in, in the group chat. The uh, very first Tomb Raider game was remade in 2007 as the second installment in the Legend trilogy, which was the first reboot of Tomb Raider. It, it was good. Obviously, it's nothing like the original. Um, but it was a lot of fun, um, an easy plat, 
What do you just, it was a poor remake, but well, reboot anyway. New, new reboot versions, or like that's that era. Because the new ones, although it's Tomb Raider, they're just using the name, aren't they, and the, the characters to create mm. the game. But yeah. they're not what Tomb Raider originally was, is it? So the no. The, style, um... You prefer the newer style Tomb Raider or that sort of more characterised version of the time? So I I really enjoyed the, the latest reboot trilogy, except for the third one. The third one really let the entire story down. They they did this really great story threaded through the first two, and then in the third one there was like, we're just going to make it more open world and not focus on the story. Oh, and there's a boss at the end, good luck. And it was just like... It was, it was really promising, and then in the last one it just kind of it just let it down. You know, I've tried to play them. I've tried to play the newest one on... I've got it on PS3 and then I've got it on PS4 and I just, I don't know, it don't grip me. I think I think I just play it and think, it's, I feel like I'm playing Uncharted, but it's not as good. But it is good. <laughs> it is really good. It, it, it doesn't bring me in. It doesn't draw me in. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I picked them up because um, Xbox doesn't have the Uncharted, anything like Uncharted. So for me on, as an Xbox gamer, Tomb Raider at the time was the closest thing I had to it. And I really enjoyed the, again, the first two. Not got around to playing the third yet, but um, I don't know if I'm going to now. It's, you you <laughs> yeah. should, because it yeah. you know it, it does finish things off in, and it builds on things that it did in the, especially in Rise of the Tomb Raider. It builds on stuff in that um, gameplay wise. Yeah. Um, it's I think just narratively, it was the weakest one of the three. Um, but I grew up with Tomb Raider, so I I've enjoyed all of them except um, Angel of Darkness. That was god awful oh yeah i remember that one so um the what they've done with the the latest trilogy i really enjoyed it it's just narratively shadow of the tomb raider week is one of the three so ed right my my number four is the um 30th anniversary collection of street fighter me being a huge huge street fighter 2 fan this collection just brought the first every version of the first three games into one package. Is it what Street Fighter 2 re- redone? I don't, I don't I'm, I really um, haven't played it. Yeah, um, you have the original Street Fighter, you got, I think, three versions of Street Fighter 2, you have the Alpha series and Street Fighter 3, all in one package. Oh, yeah. And for a fan of the series, it's fantastic. They're all arcade ports, so it's none mm-hmm. of the console versions with the um, patched character tweaks and stuff. So this is like exactly the um, raw versions of the arcade version of the game, but they're so playable, and it's just I just keep going back to them every, like say, once or twice a month. Just pick it up, play it, put it back down. It's always yeah. there, and it's a, such a fantastic play. So they're, they're doing Smiths. They do the um, how the brand it is, uh, but it's just, it's a Street Fighter Two arcade cabinet, and I, I always I've seen these. I would love to buy mm. that. But Charlotte, yeah, I really want the Ninja Turtles one. Yeah, it looks so good. <laughs> one, I'd buy any. I'd love it if the book if it did it, but it yeah. had say ten games installed on it, ten proper arcade games. Yeah, but yeah, Charlotte yeah. would definitely chew my head off for that. <laughs> Dawn nearly Where bought me one a few years ago. Um, she was umming and hour about buying me one for Christmas, and I was like, "You could buy me it, but there's more important things to get." And I talked her out of it, and it was like one of the worst decisions I've ever made. <laughs> you're a street fighter fan kev feel like you're big on your mortal combat is it something you like and not not a fan um it's kind of passed me by 
if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm a Mortal Kombat purist or anything. Um, I used to really like the Tekken games uh, in PS1, PS2. So that was my thing. Uh, I've tried stuff like Soul Calibur. I've tried stuff, but you can't beat ripping someone's arm off and beating them to death with it. So <laughs> everything's kind of fish your price, isn't it? But no, it's... Yeah. Um, I've, I've nothing against them. I've just never taken the time to get into them. I tried Street Fighter Five when it was free, and I don't really play that many beat-em-ups as it is, so it's all right, but... Maybe it's because I'm not as fine-tuned it as some, but I'd quite like to uh, experience the story or the lore with it being a Capcom game. I imagine it's like quite rich with it. So uh, a future one, but not yet. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. I mean, I, I used to be... My brother used to absolutely demolish me on Street Fighter. He was a god at it, back with the SNES pad. And I don't know how you can be so good at it using that controller. Mm. But uh, I used to love it. I used to... Turbo pads, mate. Of, yeah, big fan of the original Street... Well, not original, Street, but Street Fighter 2. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I mean, as it went on, I got I got some of the later ones, uh, but it, I think it, I think I, I, I just... I didn't evolve with it. Um, and I think, as well, I'm shit at it. So that, that definitely <laughs> does not help. Yeah, it does, <laughs> it does take Stick time to learn your fighting game. <laughs> um, you just can't walk into them, unfortunately, anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, my number four is uh, the Metal Gear Solid HD collection from Xbox 360 and PS3. I'm oh. a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. That's one of my all-time favourite games. Even though I have no clue what happens after Metal Gear Three, I have no clue. What <laughs> after Gear 3, to be fair. I just love. No them. one does. No, nobody does. Do you just did you all watch that? Um, this is a tangent yet. Did you all watch that uh, high score program on Netflix? <laughs> Yeah, the bit where um, not yet. It's in my the, list. Oh, uh, the, the the two American developers, they try to hack into a SNES or whatnot and learn how to code it so they could make three D games on the SNES, and then they get sent off to Japan, and they get picked up and they get put in their own room because they're Americans working in the middle of Nintendo, and they start <laughs> coding Star Fox, and. Uh, What's the guy called who is it Miyamoto? Miyamoto just used to come down and start smoking. It's back up behind him, and they'd be like, oh, well, he just smoke in the room behind him and just start banging on about trees. And the guy <laughs> genius. And um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah, that was it. So that's what I envision uh, Hideo Kojima to be like, that he's just not got a clue what's going on with his own game. So anyway. And that's how Breath of the Wild was made. That's, that's, <laughs> I love the, Smoking a lot of trees. <laughs> I love Metal Gear Solid 1. Uh, massive fan of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. And I, the, the PSP ones were quite good. But I really enjoyed when they brought them to 360 PS3. I'd already played them, but it gave me a chance to redo them. Mm. In much better contrast, with loads and loads of the things that they released, where they, back then, they released the subsistence and it had the extra DLC bits, but you can only get them if you bought a different version of the game. So I had it all put in the package. And then they also put Peace Walker with it, which was the PSP one, but I never got a chance to play it. So it was great to play through that one. And for their time, which the guys and the guy's studio is massive or was, when you look at that Death Stranding we spoke about before and how good it looks, it were just beyond some games for their time, especially Metal Gear Solid 2, the scene where Snake jumps off the bridge. Um, oh, little I... details where you can be running around the boat. I played the demo of that game about a hundred times. No, no exaggeration. Mm. I just loved finding. Yeah. Did you buy Zone of the Enders just to do it? 
But yeah, yeah. just to do it. I did, yeah. it. I did the same. <laughs> and um, I did no end of just like the little Vulcan figurine that's on one of the levels. And you, you walk around the corner and it's this massive shadow on the wall and, the guy, and he goes, whoop, up above his head. And then you walk around the corner and it's a little figurine and you shoot it and then it starts chaining off its minigun and that. And you go in the back of the bar and there's a bucket of ice. You shoot it and it flips over. Then the ice starts to melt. And it was just the little details of that game just blew my mind. And I'd, I find myself just wandering around looking at stuff to just see if it did something or shooting it to see if it did something. A bit like Matt Thomas does, if Kev knows what I mean, when he runs around online. You're in an online shooter and he just runs around <laughs> looking, shooting the light bulbs to see if Yeah. Mate, can you not do it or in the middle of a match? But anyway, uh, Runs into a wall, shoots light bulb. <laughs> Anyone else play Metal Gear? They got any opinions? You can disagree with me. My, my next game. pick is a Metal Gear game. It is... Twin Snakes on the GameCube. Ah, yeah, massive. Yeah, played it, played it See. once, and I'm devastated because now it's worth about eighty quid, and I ain't paying eighty pounds to pay it, play it again. Even though I've got a GameCube set upstairs, I ain't paying eighty pounds. So I'm hoping they re remaster, redesign it, and re-release it again. Yeah, it's taking that Metal Gear One experience and putting it in the Metal Gear Two engine was absolutely fantastic. Oh, completely yeah. gave a new life to the game. Even Metal Gear One, though, in that come out, the the level above other games for its time. Yeah, the scope of that game was massive, um, and it was just so beyond everything else. There were only certain developers that could create that kind of thing. Obviously, like Square, because it was Square. Was it Square or Square Soft back then? Was it just Square? I think it was Square what back year? then. Nineteen two thousand four. <laughs> soft. Soft. Uh, soft. Just. But they, they knew how to make things as well. And I think that putting that Metal Gear 1 game in the end, is it, yeah, Metal Gear 2 engine was such a genius. It was a great move. And I just gutted that they only put it on GameCube, though, didn't they? Yeah, it was a exclusive because they released it long, alongside with the um, Resident Evil remakes on the yeah. GameCube. There's this big whole PlayStation 1 revival era. Yeah. Did you, you two, Gemma, do you uh, play Metal Gear? Fan, not a fan? Um... I haven't played any Metal Gear since the first one came out. Um, and even then, I, ne- I never finished it. Um, I watched my brother play it from start to finish, but when I played it, I, ne- I didn't get through it all. Kev? I took a week off sick from Metal Gear Solid 1, not knowing what it was, but seeing that new shiny thing in Woolies, thinking, oh, that looks pretty good. So may have accidentally... Figuratively, not really got bronchitis. Uh, had a go on it, <laughs> and yeah. looking back on it, I'm surprised I got through it because I'm not one for stealth games anymore at all. Uh, but I remember it being this big epic thing at the time, and it was so cool. And when you actually see Metal Gear itself and everything, I was like, "Wow, this is super epic!" But now I've probably got the uh, the subtlety of a bull in a china shop, so I just I think I'd probably bin it after about two minutes. Um, <laughs> though, in fairness. I enjoyed the first one for its time. I enjoyed <laughs> Metal Gear 2, but much like most of the gaming world, I was raging when uh, Snake was in it for 10 minutes and Raiden was the rest of the game. Yeah. Still finished it, though. And then I just kind of thought, eh, I'm okay, I'm over that. And then like Metal Gear 3 happened, but I was already like... I think I was, at this point, I was just like... Just taken over by Final Fantasy 10 and 12, so like nothing else in the world existed at the time. So... Blame Final Fantasy for me dropping off Metal Gear. <laughs> I'll throw my number three in. And my number three was the Spyro Triple Platinum Collection 
because it was dead easy to platinum. But that one, why I loved it. I thought I thought it was such a well done remaster that I own Spyro one and two, um, and I went back and put them on. And like I said at the start of this, where you remember things looking dead vivid, they look like a bag of shit now. Them <laughs> looking fantastic. So when I put when you play the remaster, that's that's how I remember them looking. But obviously they look nowhere near that. Uh, <laughs> like Spyro the Ectomorphic Dragon is not a thing. And it's really good, but the, the remaster was just incredible. I, I loved it. The way for me, the way it played, it brought it forward. It kept everything that made Spyro Spyro and it brought it forward in a way that was just right for me. Um and just on what Gemma threw in the mix about Crash, and I bet someone will have Crash Bandicoot in their list. I have a note in my notes that just says, um, if you can see it, it's just here, and it says, slag off Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) (laughs) They were fucking impossible, a lot of them. I loved them, they were really good. But like the way that they made Crash Bandicoot won, and it still had the physics of Crash's shape like a pill. So when you go to the edge, he just slips off the edge, because that's the edge of the pill. But then when you play number two and three, he's shaped shaped like a cube. So you can stand on an edge and jump. The jumping was near impossible on that game. And I fell out with Charlotte over it several times and crashed back, <laughs> crash team racing, beating that jumperoo guy, Ripperoo, in his car with his King Nitro flying all over the place. <laughs> uh, I, I have never felt rage like it playing those four games. They were really good, though. They are incredible games. I just thought that they. I think it's really hard because it was easy. Can I ask you if you've got any excess salt uh, in your diet from the bridge levels in Crash One? Is this where <laughs> the stems from? I got on the rope and just ran forward. <laughs> just went for gold. That I died that many times that I watched a YouTube video of some guy jump on the rope and just run and I went you know what I'm doing that and it worked it worked for me but oh yeah then and the thing is you die so then you rush because you need to get back to where you died and then you die even earlier <laughs> it's just a vicious cycle mm-hmm. so yeah I, I'm going to uh, interject and jump in uh, I was going to let Gem go next but my number three is the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. <laughs> and I almost did have Slag Off Spyro in my notes. Um, I didn't really. But um, no, my actual number three was Crash Insane Trilogy because it's very similar to what Joe said about Spyro. Um, the way they look now is how you remember them as a kid uh, in the best way. And then as an offshoot of the difficulty, games when you were a kid did not hold your hand. Uh, and a lot of people were like oh my god this is so difficult this is so hard and it's like mate it's no more difficult than it was you just haven't done a platformer in ages because platformers seem to have dropped off the planet like this generation's brought them back a little bit compared to what they were when you've got like what Mega Man 11 and then you've got like Mario games and you've got like uh, Sonic Mania is a good one old school platformers have come back as well as Metroidvanias um, but it's all very open world cinematic uh, GTA's Last of Us Horizon you know really big sale games you go back to basics and you do a jumpy platform side scroller most people are a bit of a shit house at it um, <laughs> and I was the same because apparently I don't like fun which is why I play Dark Souls now but yeah 
I enjoyed the challenge again. Like, part of me was screaming on rope levels because why is it the Crash 3 engine on Crash 1? Why aren't the ropes flat? This is fucking bullshit. All that sort of stuff. And I used to think, like, you know, I have a spare controller and adjacent windows, so everything's fine. But no, I really enjoyed them. But I can agree that I'd say the difficulty curve has been ramped up, but I don't believe it has. I think that they're just, they are as difficult as you remember. But nobody's played a difficult game in a long time in comparison on like the whole wide sort of vernacular of it. And I have nothing bad to say about Spyro because I've never played them. And I'm going to wait for apples to be pelted at me because I I don't have an issue with it. It's not that it was a cutesy dragon. It was because I was so immersed in Crash and other games that it just literally passed me by. So it is something I'm going to play. Well, good value for money is, but the both are. I was only I put slag it off because I just I, I finished all three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you say, I don't think I don't think they were any more difficult. I think they, they were just so they were what they were, and I don't understand mm-hmm. how you play them as a kid, but they were what they were, and I, re- I did really enjoy playing the Crash Saga as well. Uh, I finished all three of them in the end, but mm. got to the point where when I finished the third one, I wasn't even bothered about going back and getting the rest of the jewels because no. Just, I was just I so happy I finished it. Did yeah. you all general red? Um, I'm not a huge fan of them, but my wife Dawn has all the Spyro games on PS1 and all the Crash games as well. She's a massive fan of them. Mm. She's the um, platformer in the house. Like she jumps around all your furniture and plays. Yeah, floor. yeah, it's like the floor's <laughs> lava in this place. Do you have an abundance of broken crates and squashed apples in your house? Yes. Call the police. <laughs> Call the RSPCA. When she goes to work, she jumps on the back of a warthog and just pelts it down the street. <laughs> Type one if you need help. You know, I, thought, I read something about it in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> Local man. <laughs> Local man marries marsupial. <laughs> right, you, Gemma, are you a fan? Of Crash Bandicoot. Or Spyro? Um, I like both. I, I, I never loved Crash Bandicoot and I never loved Spyro, but they were fun. Mm. And I've played the, the remakes. Or, are they classed as remakes or remasters? Remakes. Remakes because yeah. they're built up from scratch. Yeah, I've, I've, played, I've played the remakes as well and you know, they're still quite fun. Um, infuriating as well. I agree with what Kev said about them, to be fair. But they are infuriating. Yeah, I think um, I think they were like we said they, they, they did encompass what I remember them to be like as a child. That's why I think I really enjoyed it. And I think this we'd said it, we'd said it before in an episode that probably won't go out. Um, but we'd said it before about we're all of an age where we grew up through proper start of gaming. Because to me, although I've been a gamer since Amiga and all that, I said my proper start of gaming was. Where I officially would say I started hammering gaming was when PlayStation 1 was around, and that was when gaming started to become its own. Like SNES, NES, Mega Drive, Master System, to me, they are all great consoles, but when PlayStation came around was when gaming became a lot more bigger, and there was a lot more coming from it. There was loads of new genres. It was full 3D, so it created a bigger, wider audience. Mm. And because that's the age when I started doing it, when they rebuild all these games, even Tony Hawk's come out, you know, that that to me brings back all that from when I first started gaming. Where I, when I played Spyro, although I eventually did start seeping back into must, must earn the trophies, 
<laughs> it did. I, mean, I played it because I enjoyed it, and I do. Yeah, yeah. Nothing about finishing the story just to finish it. I was enjoying dobbing off around the map and doing stuff. It, it, it was great for that. And um, some of that I did forget to say when I talked about my last one when I was saying about Metal Gear. Um, PS3 sort of started this trend, I think, because they did the. Do you remember they did all the HD Silent Hill, Shadow of Colossus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They started it. Tomb Raider, Devil May Cry. Metal Gear, they started creating this HD remaster, bringing last generation's gaming forward for everyone. And I think it's a big thing. And now with PS4, we're sort of not, we're skipping that back further and going, let's let's just rebuild these games and show you the games you used to play. And I think there's massive money in it. Resident Evil 2 shows that, doesn't it? There's massive money involved. And then Resident Evil 3, where you just grab the same engine and redo it. Um, But I do think there's still... I haven't, there's certain titles, which is one of our later questions, that I have no problem if they were to just go rebuild it, I'll buy it. I know Mm. know where it's going. I already know at the end of Resident Evil 2 that Claire doesn't die, that Leon doesn't die, that Sherry. Spoilers, God. Spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) 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 It's 1997, God. And I can see it knowing that. But I think there is a massive market for it. I think they should, I hope they continue it. Can I just interject, sorry? Crash Team Racing was going to be my joint number three because Crash Team Racing is fantastic. Uh, well, it was fantastic until about two months after release when they chucked a microtransaction store on it. Yeah. That um, that was an incredible remaster. Again, beautiful graphics, fantastic and done, everything. I don't want to spend 20 quid on fucking Wumper coins. No. Well, yeah, but don't. But like they changed the. Well, no, it's not that they changed the currency and the structure of it. There was just an in-game shop, yeah. and what they did, they lowered the amount of rewards you got from how you used to do it when you first got it to like such a grinding halt. It's like fuck yeah. it, I'll just spend two quid. And I think that's such a letdown because it was such an incredible game. And I know you have got the choice to buy it or not, but it was just a bit fucking jarring because it wasn't just like oh, you've got to do two races. You've got to do fucking six races to buy like you know, a new shade on your cat, and it's like, oh, I'm kind of yeah. over it now. See, I, I, I really enjoyed it, but, like, doing the, like, uh, online thing uh, through me, to be fair, it was mm-hmm. kind of like, you had all of the, you had all the old maps, and then they were bringing in new maps, and they were doing, um, was it, is it the rallies? Mm-hmm. The tournaments and everything. And then there was, the option to race other people online and I was just like I don't really want to race other people online like I just yeah. want to play the game the way that I played it the original and so mm-hmm. that that really threw me so yeah the microtransactions thing was a bit crappy because it was kind of like you don't this isn't necessary I don't know why I don't know why they decided that that was a, the right it's way to go out. about it they love to as much money as they can don't they yeah, that's the only reason it dropped from a ten out of ten to nine out of ten for me. The rest of it, the single player, again, perfect. Like Gem says, plays really nicely. It's what you remember. You don't yeah. have roasting it lasted because the memory is as good as current day because it looks current day. But like that's the only thing that bummed it out afterwards. Yeah. Otherwise, that would have been like higher up on the list. Mm. It happens so many of them. Like even I remember my first proper experience with them with. Black Ops Three, and they had this gun on it that it was it was it fired knives that arc across the map, and if the knife hits you, it kills you. And the only way to get it was from a from a package, and you had to pay for them. 
And I'm like, so people have this gun playing with it on the smallest maps possible. And COD's not known that way. Well, it's a bit bigger now, but it's not known for its big maps. You've got people just ripping you apart with this gun that you physically cannot unlock unless you buy a box that might have it in. And then <laughs> as soon as that gun started flying around all the maps and you started getting killed by it in every game, I just I stopped playing it because it just... I, I don't mind... I'm not too annoyed by microtransactions for cosmetic stuff. I don't mind yeah. that. Mm. But I don't like it when you... I mean, Star Wars did it, Battlefront 2, didn't it? Um, Hate to win's not the way forward. Uh, yeah. It, it should all, you can't do it. I'm not paying 50 quid for a game, and then you're making me pay 30 quid at least to get a win. And it's not fair. Yeah. Well, I suppose I think, they're clamping down yeah. more than that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think Overwatch had the best idea for it. It's just purely cosmetic stuff. You got all the characters free. Yeah. And everything you unlocked was purely cosmetic, and it was fantastic. You know what? I've never played Overwatch. It's an experience. It's a good game. I played Battleborn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, you was that guy, then? Because <laughs> the one guy on the I, server. I logged it in. Uh, me too. The guy's in the office. <laughs> oh, my God, someone's online. <laughs> Guarantee you'll find more people on Killzone than you will on Battleborn. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was working a game at the time and it was three quid, so I bought two discs so me and Charlotte could play something co op. We were looking for co op games. Anyway, that is scraping <laughs> the barrel, done, my friend. Have we all done our number three. Yes. I think, good thing I didn't say if we all done our number two. Uh, <laughs> he knows. He knows. So we'll start with Gemma. What's your. Uh, fourth number one let's see i'm gonna go with the the final fantasy 10 remaster oh. uh because final fantasy 10 is one of my favorite installments in the franchise and apart from tedus's face looking really dumb it was gorgeous it was a gorgeous game yeah um, it was incredible for its time yeah oh, and I... it just it looked great once it had been uh, remastered so I love the way that in some most Final Fantasy games you can just really farm out overpowering your character and in that one it's just level the fuck out your character and move all the way around the sphere grid yeah <laughs> batter it and just <laughs> fight with shit enemies and just steal spheres off them it was a great game yeah I think Kev's I it you are sorry I think you've I it. it I've um I did my first Final Fantasy X full playthrough in a good five, ten years uh, during the first lockdown because we had that much time. Um, and I wellied 129 hours of it. Uh, and only after then I got fatigued from it um, because I was going after all the Dark Aeons and everything as well because I'd never done it before. Was when I played it in 2001 or whatever it was, uh, I literally did base story that she lot, and that was enough for me because that was a really good story and a good game. But I thought I've never done all these, and to to Gem's point as well, apart from Titus's dumb face, um, yeah, it looks stunning, it plays really nicely, it's just as good as I remember. And it's funny we've mentioned the Final Fantasy because it was on my honorable mentions list, all the Final Fantasy. Uh, remasters like 7, 8, 9, 10, 12. and even 12. Nothing after 12. <laughs> Purely because you can fast forward the game. Brill. So all that grinding that took you a thousand things, or if you wanted to steal the Mage Masher on Final Fantasy 9, which took about an hour, you could literally put on triple speed and then have you pop. Brill. Brill. 
but no, timeless classics, very good stories. And obviously, with them being such small file sizes compared to what they used to be, or the new hardware, just crack on it straight away. Real fun. So I feel more immersed for not waiting between loading stuff. Yeah. So it's the little things. Are you a fan of Final Fantasy or lad? My experience in general with JRPGs is woefully lacking. Um, this is a perfect time now, like Kev said, with the fast-forwarding of gameplay. It is a perfect time to jump into them. I just need to take that first step and find the time and sit down and dedicate a few hours. doesn't have to be long, just to play any Final Fantasy game. And you know all... what you're going to play first. You know what you're going to play first. i got to go 7, another. Is yeah, it? Oh, it's either seven or eight. They're the uh, they're the poster child games for the series. I'd probably go eight because if you play yeah. seven, you'll probably not enjoy it, unless you can look past the graphics of going from the new Final Fantasy seven to playing Final Fantasy eight. Yeah. Well, my goal is, well, I'm hoping to get through seven before the remake launches on Xbox. You have five months. I might squeeze it in. You have five months. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get I get distracted very easily. I get I forget things on a whim. <laughs> I see something new and shiny, and I'll forget whatever I'm playing at the time, and I'll go straight for the new shiny thing. <laughs> yeah. What's your number two? <laughs> My number two is the rare replay package on Xbox. Oh, I've got that. It's quite good. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. I thought it was a very well put together um, collection of Rare's history. Uh, missing a few obvious titles like GoldenEye, but with licensing the way it is, that was never going to happen. But the overall package was brilliantly put together, and I couldn't have asked for any, any, anything more from it. For me on that one, the best thing about it was that mine came bundled with Gears of War. Ah, comes in a box it's got gears of war on one side and the rare remaster on the other it's gears of war remaster yeah that was gonna be my honorable mention was uh-huh. the gears remaster um just slightly diverging onto that again fantastic game gears one and it's just prettier nothing more could be said about it it just did everything right yeah they still hold up really well though i think yeah kev I've just got this image of Banjo Kazooie with like a lancer and a bandana in it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I missed out on Banjo Kazooie, so I don't know what to think now. Tony Hawk's 1 and 2 remaster or remake. Good call. Very recent, I suppose. But again, looking back, it, Vicarious Visions, they've nailed it every time. Spyro, Crash, Crashing Race, and this one. They're, they just seem to be the guys to be like, look at this cherished thing go to work and the i think literally the only things that were different about the remasters was purely the soundtrack licensing and it was missing like one or two iconic songs but that was it physics played the same characters looked the same yeah and it was just fun my my only issue with it and it's it's the same as the old ones they're just short games but that's a minor thing and the thing is a short game's not a bad game a short game's a good game because it leaves you wanting more like I'm really hoping that they do three and four, even if it's as a DLC, because I'll rego, I'll rebuy one and two on disc if I needed to run it three and four like as a DLC. Yeah, and it was released at like what thirty quid, thirty five quid, so I didn't feel like ripped off or anything. Yeah, not really much else to say. It was just short and sweet. 
Yeah. I agree. I agree. My number two is Medieval. And he got some really bad reviews. But I loved it. I was a massive <laughs> fan of the original Medieval. It was a great game. It played brilliantly. Love Medieval. It was genius. The comedy was really good. <laughs> and I loved the way the weapons progressed on it. So I, I picked it up on the first lockdown, which I worked through it, but I picked it up and played through that because we couldn't go anywhere. I got really gutted, though. I got halfway through, and it glitched. So I, th- oh. I can't remember up to just before the Golden Shield, but it just stopped giving me weapons. So <laughs> I carried on playing the whole game, and I had up to the blue energy sword, the magic sword, and it was permanently magicized or whatever, but I couldn't unlock anything else. So I, I wanted to platinum it, but then I thought, well, I can't. I can't be asked to replay the whole game right now, so I might play it again in the future. But I, I loved it. It really... It was just... Is semi difficult as I remember some of it was. Some of it was really different. Like to Kev's point, platformers aren't like they used to be, and I think platformers have just skipped a whole generation. PS4 has yeah. just skipped them. Mm. I think the PS3 and Xbox 360, we had some platformers. Ratchet and Clank is one that springs to mind for PS3. Mild shooter, but a lot of platforming elements were in it. I know things like Uncharted still do platforming, but it's sort of on the rails platforming in it. It's not platforming as such. Yeah. It's, it's mm. not kind of physics to it um but i think when you go back to playing them ones and you're trying to do some of the jumping elements in medieval oh it's it's infuriating it's like <laughs> i'm having tunnel vision to play in crash bandicoot or something it's so <laughs> cool. um i'm guessing you liked it as well Gemma. i love medieval oh it's so good um yeah i mean i i haven't even played the remaster yet but just like the original i loved it it was so funny and it was just so much fun it's well worth the money. Yeah, and I, I'm, I kick myself all the time because I, because I haven't played the remaster yet, but it's, it's so good. It's one of my favorites. Ed, Kev, um, I've touched on it slightly when I used to go to my friend's house. It used to always be on, but that's my only experience with the game. But it was always fun. It was like mm. just a fun little platformer to run around, slash a few things, do a few puzzles, and it was a laugh. Mm. It had good, good elements to it that you had to try and work out certain enemies you had to use fire and you get your fire breathing mask and you i love the way you had to backtrack you get you go across the map and it'd shoot off to two levels and you get to list level where you could travel so far in and you pick some up and then you couldn't get past another point so you go this you pick the item off this level you have to get to this one then come yeah. to that level and do the next level and you might get the fire armor so then you can go back to this level and now complete that one and find another path to go to. And it, the, map, the map was just really well created. I mean, it was really good for its age. And even now, when you play it now, I think it might not hold up in the sense of the way games have progressed. But it, yeah. if you are of the time, it does. you do enjoy it. If you are of someone that is, it does like that. I mean, I think kids today might not, might not appreciate it to the same level as probably the adults would because they know what games were like then. But It's no, I think definitely it's, nostalgia factor with medieval. Yeah. Kev? It sounds very Resident Evil by numbers. By the way, you've done it where it's like, right, I need to get in this door. So first I need to make a sandwich, then sell that sandwich and then get the uh, <laughs> get the key and then get the key to do this. And then something I've got the pliers and the pliers will do this. And by the way, it's medieval. No, um, <laughs> it, <laughs> I've never played it is the short answer. It's again, passed me by. Uh, and now there's a remaster, a remake. 
I'm happy to give it a go. I might grab it on sale. Um, it sounds daft, and it's maybe it's me just being picky or whatever. I looked at like the, the design of the protagonist, and I was like, "What are you?" Um, it's 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 not like I don't mind skelly bobs, and I don't mind you know platformers and stuff. So on paper, I should love it, but there's something about it. I'm just like, mm. but again, it's a rainy day game because I've never done any of it. When you've yeah. said back and forth, to me that sounds very. Metroidvania-ish, where go make your own adventure, but it is within this these sort of confines. So sounds like it should be really cool. good. So cool. I uh, I'll uh, pick it up when it's like a tenner or something somewhere, and I'll because uh, I've got a ridiculous back catalogue of stuff. I bought a PS5 and I'm playing fucking PS3 games in it. So there you go. It's it's uh it's one of them. So on the list. Um, that, is that it? Are we on? Is, That's our uh, twos. We all need ones now. We all... need Gemma's number one, number one. Uh, I mean, what do you think it's going to be? Last of Us. Uh, no. <laughs> Destiny. I know what it is. Horizon <laughs> <No. laughs> Remastered HD. <laughs> My. My definitely number one is the Final Fantasy VII remake. I, how could it not be? Honestly. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. what else can I say? <laughs> I've got my number one. It's amazing. <laughs> it, I mean, because Final Fantasy VII was the first Final Fantasy I ever played. Um, and it's just always resonated with me on, on, on especially on a, narrative, on a narrative level. You know, as, as somebody who is a writer, narratively, it just speaks to me on every level. So as soon as I saw the the first trailer for the remake in 2015 at e3 i flipped my shit it was just <laughs> the, it was just the most amazing moment and then obviously it released this year and i just i i enjoyed all of it it was just brilliant and i know it's not finished but my god i just can't get over how much i loved it did it hold up to all the memories because i've not played it yet I am a huge fan of Final Fantasy VII, but the world I live in with having a one-year-old, I know I can't dedicate the level of energy I would want to give it because I'd end up putting an hour in and then three weeks later putting another hour in. And I, I <laughs> yeah. To do that, I want to give it the time it deserves. So I'm holding fire till uh, next year when I have a week off work and Hallie's in the history. Just means you be closer to part two, so your weight will be less. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll be I'll be quids in. You'll only have eight more years to wait. So it's fine. <laughs> what you remember how it does it does it do it justice to what you remember of how you saw it in them glasses when you were younger to how it came to be now. Does it do it completely like how you pictured him to sound, how you pictured him to look when his face wasn't just a grotesque mouth missing person with big blue <laughs> eyes like that big big block hands and all yeah. this sort of stuff and <laughs> i am fist hands yeah <laughs> uh i will i will preface this with uh when i watched advent children um that that was perfect for me how i imagined especially the voices on the characters um the voice actor for Cloud, the voice actor for Sephiroth in Advent Children was spot on. Even Vincent Valentine's voice actor was spot on because, you know, it's Steve Bloom, so how could it not be? And even though the voice actors in the remake are not the same as Advent Children, they still did a really good job and they sound really close to the, the Advent Children voice actors. Um, so that gets a complete pass for me. Um, 
you know, and then graphically, it was just everything that I ever wanted, which I, I think a lot of really big Final Fantasy VII fans could probably say the same thing. Um, there's some moments in it that uh, kind of dragged out probably unnecessarily. Um, but overall, I loved it. And I think Kev will probably agree because we've talked about the ending to the remake quite a lot. Um, it was a curveball. Not here. Not here. <laughs> Not here. Um, the end. The ending to the remake was a curveball. <laughs> uh, but I, again, I flipped my shit because it was like the whole thing. Just I was I was screaming at my TV by the time the ending came around. Um, I would say it lives up to the original, and then what they've done is they've just adapted it in certain ways to make it fresh. Since it's your number one, Kev, do you agree? They absolutely fucking nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. That's a shame um, that I asked you this question last, and you just went, they absolutely fucking nailed it, and we just pressed end. Yeah, cool. bang. <laughs> Everybody cool. sub. Sub <laughs> on Prime. Fucking bang. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> donate a million bits. No. Um, <laughs> yes, they... It's hard to talk about it when you've finished it with making it spoiler-free. Because once you've finished it, you see Final Fantasy VII as a whole narrative in a different light. But for, and I'm not ashamed to say this and stuff, like that game made me like genuinely like cry and tear up in nostalgic moments, in new moments, in just, I can't really put it over even more than I have. It's fantastic. It's, um, 95% of it literally is everything you remember, but just ramped up and in current gen, and it's just amazing. The I won't totally bootlick it, though, because there are a couple of bits which I found a little bit jarring, so I need to be not biased about it. And this isn't, like, big major things by any means. Um, side quests are a little padded out, I'll mm. say that. There's stuff in it which, and you're talking, like, 2 3% isn't necessary like it wouldn't make a huge deal to the story like if that character was there or this thing happened one way or another um but generally from a final fantasy sort of i wouldn't say veteran or anything like that but from when me and you used to play it as kids joe in 1997 bearing in mind that in 1997 like you know kev that age and joe that age age may not have understood what was going on really it was just a cool game with a guy with a huge sword and some guy with a gun arm and they're going yeah. to attack this sort of you know corporation and then just like well this is yeah i need a gold chocobo and i can throw fire at someone oh by the way there's a fucking <laughs> summon cool i'm in as a video gamey game there i say brill if you now think as gamers and stuff we've matured and all the rest of it and you've had compilation of final fantasy 7 as well You've had Advent Children, you've had Deirdre Cerberus, you've had Before Crisis, you've had anything and everything between the Crisis Core. So, yeah, and all between, as a whole, you know, well, I'm a bit of a purist on it. It just fits. And the fact that they've got, um, like, nuances and references to, like, really obscure stuff as well in, like, the lore is just mm. beautiful. Stuff like, you go into a train station at the very start of the game on the bombing mission, and it's got a fucking Crisis Core reference. Like, what? Yes. Like, <laughs> okay, this is what we're doing. So you can tell it was made with love. You can tell it was handled, like, by people like us that love the game. Mm. 
there are some questionable decisions, is what I will say politely, in some narrative directions without spoiling it. But overall, yes. I, as a non-biased thing, so I'm trying not to gush overly, I would give it an 8.5 slash strong 9 out of 10. I agree. I agree. I think, as you said, Kev, um, if Ed and, I mean, Ed and Gemma don't know, that me, me and Kev have known each other for absolutely years. Probably I've known Kev longer mm. than you know, some of my friends that I went to uni with and that. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, when we used to play Final Fantasy decades ago, really, isn't it now? Um, yeah. I remember the scenes, obviously, when Cloud's in the wheelchair and he's got Mako poisoning and mm. Mako, Mako, whatever. whatever. It was all text. We don't know how to pronounce any of these. <laughs> it's <laughs> mate, it's Mako and nobody else is just, that's it. Mako. <laughs> like, the game can say it differently. It's Mako. <laughs> to what, what you're saying, yeah, I remember thinking, oh, that's bad. But now that would probably impact me very differently as a more... I'm not more mature, but as a more mature person, it would it would hit me. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's hit you so much deeper on that game. Like, like if you played, I think you've all played Last of Us. That opening scene with Joel and his daughter is so powerful. When you see that, yeah, I remember watching it for the first time, and I was I was almost in tears. And I'm, I've finished that game now about five times, and I don't know why that game just every every now and again I get this wave of I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna have another playthrough of Last of Us, and I don't skip any cutscenes. I watch every single one again. I don't know why, that game just, for me, is so well done that I watch it, I play it. This isn't my number one, by the way. It's not even in my list. <laughs> that, <laughs> that could be my honourable mention. Um, but the narratives these days are just so much stronger. And I think that, like you say, given the right people behind them, they could make that Final Fantasy VII narrative. Because it is fucking massive, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, the original... I think I timed out the, the clock on it to, to top out. Mm-hmm. I, I just it goes it. back to zero. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. And all the stupid stuff that if you, you know, when we grew up as gamers, the internet wasn't what it is now. And working out how to yeah. get, I can't remember his name, is it Don? The, the, the guy who you dress up for as a woman as? Don Corneo. Don yeah. Corneo, getting him to pick you. You know, we had to work that out back then. And mm. it was, oh, dude, that's so good, that part of the game. Yeah. I'll start, but the like... Squat challenge in, the, in thing- the original. And I, I don't know. I don't know, how they'll, I don't know how they'll carry it on because the well, beauty this- of Final Fantasy VII was the, the total open world. That, to me, was what blew my mind. It blew, blew little Joe's mind that I could... I, he, he got a shitty little plane... <laughs> and then you've got high wind at the end, or you've got a gold chocobo, chocobo, chocinocobobo, whatever you want to pronounce the, it. Chocoberry. You just run with it, you just run across the whole map, and yeah. it was absolutely mine. And then when you finish, when you when you started to discover stuff like the little cloaked figure in the desert, and it was Ruby Weapon, and it was yeah, it was mine. Was, I can't wait to see that in 4K. Jesus Christ! Yeah, two things. That last of us opening scene does not get easier. How many times you play it, it does not get easier. Uh, again, it's just incredible. Um, and the other thing, spoiler-free-ish, uh, it's funny when you mentioned, especially about dressing up as Cloud as well, because, again, you're an adult now, and you see it through different eyes, and you've got to think that, like, people are like, are they going to, like, you know, um, are they going to nerf certain things? Are they going to not have swearing in it as much? Are they going to be, like, different to obviously the world's changed now the world's more sensitive to some stuff are they going to do it and they just didn't censor anything 
Yeah. <laughs> to put it politely, you thought, you know, are they going to taint this? Are gonna are they going to put like you know kid gloves on it? And they absolutely did not. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's any more like vulgar or any more anything like that, but they didn't pull any punches with anything. They told the story they wanted to tell within that thing so far. I think what's really important to note about that whole cross-dressing thing as well is that now, at this at this time, it's going to be widely accepted more than it probably should yeah. have been when it was first well, released. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah. This is it. Uh... Also, can I just uh, give a shout-out to Ed, who blessed him. He's been sat there for ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be that guy. If I could say one more thing before we ask Ed, I'll do mine last and I'll ask Ed his next. But okay, what okay. you said about them characters... Because um, I'm, I'm a large Kingdom Hearts fan, and what what is incredible in them games is when you get Cloud and Sephiroth in them and the fighting, yeah. and when you actually mm. fight Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts one and two, um, and that because we grew up with those characters to have them in those games, it, it was it was amazing. You know, we started off with the Final Fantasy X cast, and it was a bit like, oh, it's a bit weird, but all right, I get yeah. that. Then you meet Squall, and then you meet Cloud, and Cloud's a sort of bad guy you know, fighting Hercules. And that, that world really was incredible. And it was because I grew up with them characters and to see Cloud represented in that light. And it just, it was brilliant. It was a, it was a great narrative of how they do it. I know it's, it's not a kid's game, is it, buddy? Because it's, it's a kid's world, but not a kid's game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was very disappointed in some ways with number three that they just took all that out. I just, uh, I was looking forward to fighting. Yeah, it was all Disney, wanted. There was no Final Fantasy. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah it was all uh, dis- that's because the uh, the the team that were making it fell out, and uh, one of them walked out and said, "You're not having Final Fantasy in Kingdom Hearts three if you're going to be a beep." <laughs> <laughs> so that's why there was no Final Fantasy in the third one. Um, on that bombshell, before I do mine, then Ed. Right, my all-time number one favorite remaster remake thingy, with Jiggy, is the Master Chief Collection for Halo. It's like for an Xbox fan as myself, Halo is the shooter. And the package they've put together, like on release, it was four games. Now it's six because they've added Halo Reach, which is an absolute phenomenal story. And ODST as well. And the overall package is so much value in it. It's, there's nothing out there that matches it for the amount of content in a game. Plus, they've got the remastered version of Halo 1 and a brand new remastered version of Halo 2, which, again, looks absolutely fantastic on um, Xbox One at the time. Because they went back and remade all the cutscenes, reshot everything, redid the music, and they put so much care and attention into that actual product. It was absolutely mind-blowing. And it got when it first got released on PC, towards the end of last uh this year i think it was um it was clocking out steam numbers it was like for, for the time it was the most played game on steam and it just shows how much love there is for halo i'm i'm huge halo fan like on the original xbox me uh i remember my friend jim got uh he got an xbox when it launched i've got i've still got it i've got the juke i've got the old the crystal one here the mag yeah. It's a modded one, so it's got SNES games, Mega Drive games, and all that on it. I've got the old Duke controller in my drawer, and it's absolutely brilliant. But we, we sank hundreds of hours into two player, four player on just Gulch, Blood Gulch, just yeah. playing constantly and playing the campaign over and over, even just silly things like shooting the flood and shooting their arms off. 
so they just wander around and follow you. <laughs> and when they released that remaster, I mean, Charlotte can't play it with me because I do a I do her absolute fucking head in because I just press the back button and just keep swapping between the old yeah, and the, new. Yeah, the, the fact that you could do that is... They're rendered at the same brilliant. time, aren't they? Yeah. You just swap like that between them. And it, it's brilliant. And when you swap to the old one and go around some of the Covenant levels... I have no idea how my adolescent mind traversed their maps because they are all <laughs> the same. Yeah. I had the same problem with the flood levels. Like, going around those on, like, the Halo 1 and Halo 2 original graphics. Yeah. It was a trial. Yeah. And then you go into, like, you, you switch it on a, you flip it on a dime, go into the new graphics, and it's such a mesmerizing experience. Really good-looking games. All of them, you know, I'm... I, I, with the story, I, do, I don't. I did like Halo Five, but I'm just all about the chief. That's all I'm yeah. bothered about in Halo. I'm just bothered about the chief and the Sarge. You know, no matter where the fuck they send him, he survives. I'm bothered about them too. <laughs> Sergeant Johnson. Yeah, bombing around. Absolutely. You turn up to it, and there's like thirty dead Marines, and the Sarge is just like, "Chief, you've got to protect this station." And he just turns up all the time, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they, they 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 were just brilliant. Like Halo Four was such a great game when it came out, and I did really enjoy yeah. Halo Five. But I wasn't bothered about playing as the other squad. I just want to be the chief. That's what Halo is to me. It's a seven foot yeah. mammoth that punches stuff in the face. Absolutely, and I say that. It's a pretty Resident Evil Five. Chris Redfield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the, just that whole package to tell the chief story from... Yeah. I uh, go back to play Reach. Uh, you say you don't play him in uh, in Reach, but he's there. Uh, yeah. Well, spoilers at the end, but... Um, <gasps> spoilers. <gasps> Bruce Willis was a ghost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just um, such a well-thought-out, put-together package of a single experience. Definitely. And there is no... No other example out there of a, a compilation so thought, well thought of, so well put together, and hopefully it'll continue. I'd say I'm hoping Halo Infinite gets better. I really am, from what we've seen. I mean, so I, I don't want that to be a whimper. I didn't think it looked as bad as what I'd read. They made it out to look like yeah. a PS2 title. It's not that bad. Um, it's just. They chose poorly to demo a alpha version, yeah, and say this is what we're releasing th- in th- three to six months, and they should never have done that. No, but it's since it's got uh, October 2021 release date now, yeah, we're hoping that's gonna polish it off and give the chief what he deserves, yeah, definitely. Kev, you a fan of Master Chief Halo? Um. I've got a bit of a funny history because I used to be a 360 guy for a long time. Um, But I didn't used to be, I I didn't used to be um, a huge Halo guy or an FPS guy, if I'm honest. I've played through Halo. I've actually played through them all, I think, apart from ODST. Uh, I played Halo 1, Halo 2, and they were fun. Uh, I played Halo 3. That's where I actually started. Halo Reach is my favourite one because it's the one I spent the most time with. I think I played Halo 5 with you, Joe. I'm pretty sure when it was new we got it. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we had a brief stint on it. Um, I enjoyed Halo 4. Everyone thought it was a little bit different and a bit weird and all the rest of it and stuff because it was all... I don't know. It's very 
was like, more intimate, less sort of like mayhem, sort of battlefield, everything. It was just a story of Chief and Cortana, and that she let go. And it was very uh, secluded, it's probably what I was getting at. And then I found Halo 5 really arcadey because it changed hands, didn't it? It went to 343 yeah. from Bungie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I actually really liked it, and I was like, man, I'm sure like Halo purists might be pissed at this because it's so different. But as a, again, because I know a lot of them, I think he's having a real deep thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he picks his moments, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm sure, I've seen. I'm sure, I've watched a film recently on Netflix where this happened, <laughs> and it flashes back it's in. Nice, and then there he is. Suddenly, <laughs> bang. Yeah, he's back. Did you just miss everything I've waffled about? You went, yeah. So, <laughs> it's about yeah. Halo 5 and yeah. Rose. Oh, wicked. That's good. We, we can edit that. Um, <laughs> no, Halo 5 went super arcade and stuff, and that was okay, but like Halo Purist must have been pissed because it was so different. Um, but again, I know like games are like art and games are stories and games are this, but this was just a fucking straight-up video game, and it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And it's like do you remember when video games were video games and not like sales figures and not like, you know, great big epics, you know, cinema pieces. Like, they're all cool. I like those. But remember when you just sit down and you just shoot some shit? That's <laughs> yeah. why it was fun. Yeah. That's why it was fun because it was a proper video game. And I was like, man, I am in. So as much as I like, you know, I've dogged on Xbox and everything before because I don't dislike them. There's just there's nothing that interests me on them unless Sonic gets sold to them. <laughs> I'll get an Xbox Series X next year. Uh, or whenever Fable releases, but I will pick up Halo Infinite as well because it will be a fun campaign game. Same as Gears, like I'll happily run through Gears Three, four player, insane. Let's go. You've played again, a lot of Gears you, hard. Oh mate, yeah, you gotta yeah. think. When did Gears start? Like 2009, 2010, maybe something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'd play it again. <laughs> I'd absolutely yeah. smash that game again. Yeah, it's, no. uh, the Gears franchise is really good. I'd love it if they did a full remaster of them, like one, two, three, even Judgment. Yeah. Mm. No, I agree Proper with you. Proper Series X graphics. I definitely I would, agree with you. That, I would that, like to I say, I don't know if we're going to touch on this later, but I would love to see the Marcus Phoenix collection. Yeah. Mm. I wish they could do, could do that. Yeah. What's on their books next? Because mm-hmm. there's no reason they couldn't do four and five in a bundle with it, or six in the Marcus mm-hmm. or something. If they kill him off in the next game or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my number one is. I am frozen. I'm just making it look like I have. Yeah, suspense. <laughs> Do a drum roll. It's one that already would come out earlier. It's actually two. It's Resident Evil 2 and 3. They were, they were for me. I, I absolutely. I remember playing Resident Evil 1, and my brother said to me, I, I loaded it at the tape. I sneaked in his room and loaded it up. And he was like, don't play that because you'll shit yourself. And he, what you want wrong? He <laughs> <laughs> was on the uh, second floor in the mansion when you walk in the left doorway, and there was it was further in the game, and the hunters had come in, and there was a oh, hunter don't. whipped my head off in one ear, and I, I actually screamed. Give me PTSD. Scream like a little bit. Um, it, it it just mesmerised me though at that point. I just needed to know what this game was, um, and I, I can't remember how old I was. Very young, and then I played through that. I went and asked him if I could keep playing it because obviously it was an 18 rated game at the time. Mm-hmm. And I probably was nowhere near that. I was like 10 or something, maybe younger. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, kept I kept playing through it. I finished it and I absolutely loved it. And then I got the director's cut and I finished the director's cut um, and I did all the side stuff and the alternatives where Forrest as a zombie gets up and you kill him and you get a better pistol. 
Then I got two, DualShock Edition of two, then I played three, then I got another Dreamcast, Code Veronica. And Resident Evil 2 and 3 remasters just did it. what we said about where they took everything I remembered and just just literally put HD glasses on top of it and made it look like what I thought it looked like. And it, as Kev said, they added more to it that did things right. They tweaked bits that made it better. Like when you go to the gun shop and you you, took, you learn about his daughter and why he still has the gun shop, they added law in that made a lot more sense than what it was. They did so much to it to make it a better game than the original. Not not say the original isn't great because it is, but it, it just made it better for me and it brought it forward. It wasn't just like a re, not to take out away from the Spyro and Crash Bandicoot ones. It wasn't just a remake with their old with their old stuff everything is the same it just looks incredibly good and they've tweaked bits they literally remade it so like with the way the game plays is completely different to the original yeah you're still shooting zombies but obviously i know you, they wouldn't redo it with that camera angle anymore and tank controls where forward moves your character in that direction whichever is facing they remade the controls they remade they used the resident evil 7 engine but they used the new engine they used the new inventory system they put new characters and people in. They put different side quests in. And it just made the game brilliant. And then number three, they just used, they used the same formula, but they added so much more to it that the way the nemesis grew and changed and as you battered it, it got more difficult. And the hospital bit with Jill was brilliant. Um, when you play as Carlos, you know, the whole, they just, I think for that, to Ed's point where they created the encapsulated, the Master Chief collection, and that's, that's an embodiment of creating a remastered saga and putting a package out that that's a brilliant game for me the resident evil rebuilds remakes just encapsulate how you should do a rebuild and a remake that is how you do it the spyro one the crash bandicoot one for me is incredible and that's how you remember it and how you create a new one but the resident evil ones for me just ticked every box they made it new they made the graphics better they made the gameplay better the stories better the characters look better they added more stuff in and even when they finished it, they gave it DLC for free. And I think I think they did a great job. That's my number one. I was going to ask you on that because I knew it was. I, I thought it might be up there. Was the thing that was most radically different about um, Resident Evil, like you said as well, is the engine, mm. where you've gone from tank control to over the shoulder, shoulder third person, I like Dead Space, I like ears and stuff, and that's what got me into them. Uh, because I can't stand tank controls. Don't get me wrong. I've played through the tank control games purely for lore, but I could pick up Resident Evil 2 again, over and over again. What yeah. did you think to the change? Because I know, obviously, you're a bit of a veteran for it. Uh, so. uh, it really... I can't stand can- tank controls now. Like I've, I've said before, and I loved them. Massive fan of the originals. I've, I've still got mm-hmm. the PS1 versions. I mean, I, play, I, I loved them that much. I even bought like the original DS version that they rebuilt of Resident Evil. I finished that <laughs> six times. I've absolutely loved it. I've owned them on every console, as we'll go on to. And obviously, the Resident mm-hmm. Evil 4, I've purchased on everything I own. Have uh, you got a PS4 yet? But the tank controls now i've got the resident evil one and i've still got the gamecube version but i've got it on the ps4 and ps3 can't stand it like i just it, it infuriates me when there's a zombie coming at me and i have to do this on the spot to turn around to <laughs> away. and i just it infuriates and i think that who made this game it's so infuriating <laughs> It, for its time, it does its job, and I do like it. But no, changing to them new controls, absolutely brilliant. The only thing I do think they missed, I would have loved to have been it, because it is the same engine, 
I'd have loved to be able to do it in first person as well, like Resident Evil 7. Oh, aye. Just to say, I'd have loved that as a downloadable. I'd have paid for that. I'd have paid a couple of quid if I ever, <clears throat> for that camera angle to go inside her head and just walk around <laughs> like that. Yeah. It always baffled me on Resident Evil games where you had to choose to either walk or shoot. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a highly trained special agent that cannot walk and fire. <laughs> they can't shoot straight unless he stands perfectly can't still. Run with an no. So, Resident Evil 4 remake apparently is a thing. Yeah, but that ain't yeah, my note. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaking. very excited for that. I was going to say, are you still up for doing a Resident Evil 4 Twitch playthrough? Whether it's on this channel or because I, I think that like even if like one two three or four of us all did it, I think it'd be quite fun to do commentary, and then we can all travel back together to two thousand and four, and we can see <laughs> what the uh, what all the fuss is about. Because I've played it through, and Joe's played it through. I don't know if you guys have, I've played a bit of it, um, but I got bored of throwing that last in the box every two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair, yeah. Yeah. It's like, take two steps, hide her away. Take two steps, hide her away. And it just felt like, at a certain point, you think you should be able to look after yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just get on with it, love. Now, um, there's the two... You've got to think there's the two extremes, right? You've got... um, if you've played this game, and I've only played, I've only completed it once, and the amount of times I've heard, Leon! and then she's dead, <laughs> or whatever, that's one thing. That's really infuriating. But when you listen to the dialogue that he comes out with, it makes everything go away in the best way. Like, it, there's a, a little pirate, I'm going to basically say, a little pirate midget guy that thinks he's basically a god. And it's like, says, how do you want to look like this? And then literally Leon goes, no thanks, bro. And I'm just like, I am in. I am all about this. This script is. This gameplay is 2004. This script is 1996. Let's fucking go. I'm hoping. I'm up for that. They played Resident Evil 1 again just to get through it and then went, let's just make all the audio and dialogue like this, where they go, like, (laughs) let's copy and paste the script. And then someone will go, don't go in there. So bad, so badly scripted, and then it's the always the same. Like, oh no, Sherry, what do you think you're doing? And it's just absolutely terrible. But that's part yeah. of that's the charm, though. <laughs> I think that's it. I think for yeah. Resident Evil Four, where where when they do remasters, remasters only benefit the people that liked them. Remakes open it to a wider audience, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes. Resident Evil 4, to Ed's point, is probably not going to enjoy it as much as me. I loved it. I played it through mm. I've played it about 15 times on the Wii. Because the Wii the Wii is the best way to play it because the controls are absolutely spot on for it. But to play it now, and I'm, I'm sort of grinding a playthrough on the Xbox on it every now and again, yeah, it, it doesn't hold up. But I, I enjoy it because I remember enjoying it. But to give it to someone fresh to play and be like, oh, honestly, mate, it's banging. You'll love it. If Gemma's not played it before, you probably you put it on and be like, Joe's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Do you know? And a and, comment and, uh, section. Well, you missed all a step. You, guys... you have to drop three pills of MCAT before you play it, and you'll love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Any comment section on anywhere on the internet, or even all of you three or anything, will throw live cats and knives at me at the same time for this. That's how I feel about Ocarina of Time. Uh, it, oh I, yeah. I um. Right, where's I, the button again? 
and they're like end no yeah. uh, i want to love that game more than life itself but the n64 controller controls about as well as a dead cow so yeah. i um i no like i want to love that game so badly but i agree with that yeah um i'm hoping when i buy my 17th switch at some point that it's on the switch store and the only reason i'll buy another switch is for breath of the wild 2 that's the i've had my fill of nintendo switch which we'll get onto later but if ocarina of time went on there with updated controls i would be tempted i agree with you on that yeah definitely agree um i've got the next point because I feel like we might be getting pressed for time. <laughs> it's all right. We're, if we just brush them, but waste remasters and remakes. Now, <laughs> the top of my list, ironically, is Resident Evil 4. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the way, oh, no, we yeah, yeah. The worst oh, no. one says Resident Evil 4 right at the top. Is that um, like some sort of gaming it, Tourette's you've got? Where everything has to be. I love it. I hate it. Now, as I think, two thousand love it and hate it. No, it's it's a great game, but it's a it's a terrible remaster. It's it's All just right. they just went. Oh, let's just fill the screen to ten eighty and make it really wide and just yeah. farm it back out to make money. There's, there was no love, no attention, no better audio, no better assets. Nothing was better about it. It just lets you play it on the next console that you put in your telly. It relies on nostalgia. That's all it That's is. It. Go yep. That's, That's it. all it is. Anyone got one on their list? Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Oh, my God. Oh, straight in with a hard, hard Shit. Shit. Kev, you're yeah. just wanting to alienate all of what will possibly be our fan base. Yeah, all three people. <laughs> yeah, one, you three. You listen to this, Kev. <laughs> I love Super Mario 64, like, so much. But I love the memory of Super Mario 64 yeah. more than playing it again. And it's not just because of Dead Whale 64 controls. It's I played it on, obviously, the Switch, because that's what it's redone. And the game's fine. Obviously, it's been 1080'd, and that's okay. And it's updated controls. Cool, nice one. But it's really passionless. There's something that's like Super Mario, this big iconic thing. It's the 35th anniversary, and you're like, holy shit. This is my youth. This is 1996. This is so good. And it's so fucking half-assed. It's like, cool. Title screen is the same as the pack shot. Right, there's three games. There's three soundtracks. See you later. 60 quid, please. I'm like, where is the love for this? Like, I get it. And I didn't... I'm one of these that's a bit marmite with Mario Sunshine. I'm not really asked with it because it was shit. And then Mario Galaxy, I wanted to like, because it's got such a cult following and stuff, because it was a Wii game, it's got a pointer on the screen. And it's me playing with, like, a Switch Pro controller. And I'm like, what is this? Go away. I want, I want to play the game. <laughs> and it was so jarring. And I think they have actually updated it to remove it. Uh, but I may have removed my Switch from my house. So, you know. But no, going back to it on a less humorous thing is I just thought it was a lazy pot. There's something that could have been so iconic. Um, it's a lazy pot. I think that Mario Galaxy holds up graphically quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember playing it on my original Wii. And I remember seeing the. I had one of the HDMI SCART adapters for my Wii, so it upscaled it a load to like yeah, yeah. 492p or some shit. But it, you could see the rivets in his top and his buttons, and I thought they did such a cracking job of making Mario look good on that. But yeah, I agree with you. I think the ports 
a very much of the Resident Evil vein, cash cows, you know. Oh yeah, catching on nostalgia. Um, to me though, I, I mean, I picked it up on launch and and I I quite like it, but it's because of the nostalgia. I was quite absolutely a, yeah. I'm not a massive fan once I was a big big fan. I did enjoy uh, Mario Sunshine. Um, I played Mario Galaxy and I didn't I didn't hammer it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just thought it was all right. And like you, I was a huge fan of 64, and I battered that on the N64. I hammered it when it came out as a launch title on the DS. Mm. <laughs> and you had to use, you remember the DS, if you ever bought the launch ones, the fucking proper clam ones. And oh, they, yeah, the big spaceship they, one. They gave you a strap that you put on your thumb, and you used as a fake control analog stick. <laughs> screen, had a little, little plastic thumb thing that went over there. And you use that as it. I remember playing it with that. That's how in depth. Make do until we make the 14th revision of it. Yeah. That's what Nintendo do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I agree with you. I agree. It, it, won't, um, it, it just had three games that were just put into. It was a loveless part. To allow me to put it on my new telly. That's what I think of that one. Yeah, yeah. Ed, you got any on your list? The one game that stands out for me more than this is the Dead Rising port on the Wii. That come up on my search. Yeah, I saw that. I had it, but I never I, played it. I bought it because Kev put me on to Dead Rising on the 360. Yeah. is, And I played it on the 360, and it was cool, but then I just bought a Wii. And I thought, oh, this game was fun on the 360. I'll buy it again. And I regretted it so much, I put it in the bin. It, it was... <laughs> the Wii could not handle that game. No, and Capcom only did it because, oh, this game's really popular. We want more money. Let's bang it on a machine that can't handle it and sod the consequences. I mean, I remember when yeah. Dead Rising launched and it was launched that badly that all the text was in HD. And if you had a standard TV, you couldn't read any oh, of no, it. Oh, it was, <laughs> it, was it was at this point where HD was just becoming a thing. Yeah. And that was so poorly utilised. But the actual playability on the 360, the game held up. Oh, the game was incredible. That was such you a could, game. You could forgive a little thing with the text because the game was so playable. So new. Yeah. But then you got it on the Wii. It had terrible control, terrible graphics. The render distance was terrible. Half the game was missing. And it was just such a... It was like a cash cow that died in the middle of a field. <laughs> Like yeah, it's like, it like it had mad, mad cow disease and just gave Fantastic. up. Fantastic! <laughs> oh dear, that's uh, that's my new favourite thing now. A cash cow that died in a field. Bro, you got one in your list, Gemma? Uh, so actually, two. Um, I've missed one in my list earlier. I don't know when. So in my top five, I missed Uncharted Two Remaster, but I couldn't find one that was like a terrible one for me because looking at like the lists of remasters and remakes, I haven't actually played that many. So yeah. uh, the only thing I can think is that even though Tomb Raider Anniversary was on my top five remakes, remasters, uh, it was also terrible because it was really glitchy. So like, I think it was level five, no matter how many times you like, uh, cause it, in the remake, you can throw a... I can't remember what you call them. You can throw a rope and it attaches and you can pull stuff down. And um, in level five, to get through some of the doors, you have to pull a block down from above the door to climb over. But it has to land upright. Otherwise, you can't 
get up to get over the door. But for some reason in this remake, it glitched so that no matter how many times you tried to do it, no matter how many times you've restarted a checkpoint or restarted the level, when you got to that point, that block landed the wrong way. Hmm. And there was there was no. no getting through that door. So it was, you know, it was a great remake, but it was it was really, really glitchy. I'll whip these. I've got three others, but I'll just whip them through because I don't need to necessarily. Uh, one of them I don't remember playing. I remember playing it slightly. But GoldenEye Reloaded with Daniel fucking oh, Craig. Yeah. Like, oh, that was just <laughs> atrocious. I, I only remember playing the first level and just despising it because it was like they tried to make a hot. They just literally wanted to cash in on the name. That was it. That was all they were bothered about. Mm-hmm. This one isn't bad, but it just had the original. If you ever played it on the original Xbox, um, that had some really flawed moments. Doom 3. So. Yeah. If you play the very first version of it on the on the original Xbox, and it's not the same as what it is now, you have a flashlight. That's a flashlight, not a flashlight. Um, <laughs> you run around with the flashlight. I'm interested either way, Joe. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're not doing three. Um, you run around with the flashlight in your hand, and you're a highly trained marine. But to shoot an enemy, you have to put the flashlight down, the game <laughs> pitch black, and you pull your pistol out. You cannot see anything. Yeah. And they, it got reviewed. It got review bombed back in the day in magazines about this. And then eventually, I think they released the um, one BFG edition, that's the PS3 version, but they released a different mm-hmm. updated version of the disc that had, you could hold a flashlight and the pistol, but you still held it like this in the game. Um, whereas on <laughs> the no new better. Game, you buy it now on the PS4, it's flashlight attached here. And you can have your flashlight on at all times. But if you Google it, have a look into it. It's really interesting. The original version, I don't know how it passed it. Because the game's fucking solid back in its day. It was really scary. Really, really looked incredible when they launched it as a new new version of Doom. But yeah, you're a highly trained Marine. To the point of what we said about Resident Evil. You can't move and shoot as a highly... Did he train with Leon Kennedy? <laughs> yeah. Possibly, yeah. I think he was. <laughs> I, Class of 04. <laughs> I played um, Doom 3 on PC. Yeah. And... There was a mod called the duct tape mod. Yes, there was, which yeah. allowed you to strap a, a, a like a torch to any weapon using duct tape, and it fixed the game immeasurably. Yeah, because back then as well, it wasn't volumetric lighting or anything like that. It was literally you point it, you point this torch at something, and it was like a cone that mm. would appear in front of your screen, so you could see that. And you, it was the game was <clears throat> the game was known for how black it was how dark the game was that you could not see in the black. It was like as if the game literally just coded that circle and that, that circle you moved around to code other parts of the level because nothing else existed. And it, it was solid as hell. But that was, I know it was not actually a remaster, it was a reimagining, but I had to throw that in there that that was just, at the time, it was both absolutely substantially incredible, but oh my fucking God, ridiculous at the same time. So we had a problem and the audio just ended there, so we hope you enjoyed that. And we'll probably try sort that next time. Can't promise though. <laughs>